Good morning, Black Monday Tribe. It's your girl, Asia Minor, coming to you with a weighty but hopefully impactful episode that can get us on the road to our healing and continuance with self-discovery. I hope every everybody is doing well. I am so excited to be unpacking this today using one of my all-time favorite movies ever. If you guys don't know by now, I am a fantasy fanatic i love fantasy i love i mean i love sci-fi too but i love anything fantasy magical anything at all so it should really come as no surprise that i love harry potter i mean i love it and if you do too then you're in for a treat you got it is timeless i mean honestly and you think how is it that something that could have been written so long ago like how is it that it's timeless and how is it that it's still possibly growing with me and still you know like still making impacts on my life and I'm discovering this little nugget here and this little nugget there and that's why I just I love JK Rowling I'm obsessed with her um I love 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 her to pieces and I just think Harry Potter is one of the greatest works of all time because it does that I mean it really blows your mind um and so I you know the third book is my favorite book um and I love the third movie I also love the director I'm a huge fan of his work and so just kind of re-watching it and seeing Harry's transition but particularly the use of of J.K. Rowling symbolism with the Dementors um it's all something that we are facing today um and it's all something that we battle with and struggle with and so I thought what better topic today than to do you know how to face your Dementors and then most importantly how we can utilize and access our Expecto Patronum so I'm super super excited to be talking with you guys today hopefully this is a fun episode it's about a big topic of course I won't cover everything um you know by Dementor I mean depression so of course you know I I won't be able to cover everything about depression this episode but I this is a starter we're just going to keep working through it with that being said a little bit of housekeeping um because of the topic and because it is so weighty uh i just want to state that everything i'm suggesting here is based off of opinion and different articles and things that i personally have found have helped me i'm not a psychologist i'm not a doctor in this and so i'll definitely be speaking more from um that of what i mentioned earlier so definitely what we always promote here do what works best for you do what it needs to be done for you if you need to go see someone if you are seeing someone if you're talking to a professional whatever your sort of routine is to help you combat this nasty nasty dementor this thing called depression um please by all means keep doing that working with it just I I hope that you can use this episode as a tool I hope you can use this episode as another just kind of resource and another thing in your bag so with that being said tune into this and I'll be back don't worry my dad will come he'll come to the Patronus Any minute now. Right there. You'll see. Harry, listen to me. No one's coming. Don't worry, he will. He will come. my goodness that is again one of the most like that moment right there is like the moment 
um, of Gandalf when Gandalf does the you shall not pass. That is just like one of my all, that's like one of my all time favorite moments. Like that moment of in Lord of the Rings, the, the you shall not pass. Like it just, it gives me chills every time it speaks volumes to me. And this moment is no different. So with that being said, let's start unpacking it. So when you begin speaking about like, in my mind, when you're thinking about your Dementor, and especially if we're using it in the element of um, depression, one of the things that I found helps, and, and maybe you guys have heard me talk about this a little bit more in my previous episodes, but to really drive it home, you want to name your Dementor, or what I should say is you want to try to name what it is that is making you feel so um, that is triggering your depression. If you've done the work and if you've gotten to the, either by yourself or either, you know, with your therapist or however you're working through it, you hopefully are able to really kind of narrow down and tack down the two or three things that really, or if it's one, just whatever it is that really triggers that depression that really gets you into that spiral. Um, so like some of the main um, examples that I've seen across the board is rejection, uh, comparison, isolation, isolation, feelings of abandonment and things of that like. So um, so if you're unfamiliar with Harry Potter and I don't know how, but if you are, OK, <laughs> um, so you have Professor Lupin, who is the defense against the dark arts teacher for this term during this like book or movie or what have you just doing this time period in Harry Potter and he is teaching these kids how to um go with attacks against a bogart so a bogart a bogart 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 however you say it is kind of like a um it's a lesser form of a Dementor, right? Like, the the Dementor is this very, like, dark, death-like skeleton thing. It floats, it hangs over you, it, it just, it all type of just nastiness and, and badness. Um, but a Bogart is something that can be a bit more contained. It's, it's locked in a chest, or at least it is when we get introduced to it in the films, and it takes the, the different shapes of what it is that those kids are afraid of and so that's kind of what I'm referring to here when I say you want to name your dementor you really want to try to pinpoint what it is that kind of that Bogart dementor is for you so that's what I said like it, it is a rejection um, is it that you're constantly comparing yourself is it that you're faced with loneliness and and isolation whatever it is that weighs heavily that 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 um that is that is triggering you and triggering what it is that you're going through because essentially these dementors and aka whatever it is that those things that that trigger your depression they act as modern day energy vampires okay these dementors within this the world they intentionally seek out um and and they have an intent to drain people of their happiness. That's all they are. Sometimes literally until death, which is something that we'll discuss about. And it's something that is happening before um, the clip that I cued with Harry Potter. So, you know, I don't know about you guys, but that's definitely what depression and anxiety feels like to me. And I say one of the things that I found to help me, especially when facing your Dementor, you want to put a name on it. 
because it encompasses so many things and and typically it's usually a lot of the small things like it usually is some of those bogarts or bogarts that that have really begun to build up and they've gone unnoticed and they've kind of gone unchecked or maybe not so much unnoticed but they've definitely gone unchecked in a way so it was you know you're thinking that this is an isolated incident and this has nothing to do with this incident and then somehow these points they come together and and they're congruent and you know it just it becomes it becomes this whole thing of all of these little things like all these little something happens and it just like it it's like they all like compressed together just to send you down into this horrible episode like just a horrible depressive episode and so um it typically you know which is kind of the point the really cool point with Lupin it, to me it was the point of with Lupin and the kids and the boggarts because when it came time for Harry to face his boggarts Harry's turns into a Dementor now mind you he had just faced this on the train and kind of to put to give a little bit more reference the Dementors are they work for the prison of Azkaban so they're kind of like the magical guards and the magical beings that kind of keep those prisoners and keep them in lock and keep them in check but still in the grand scheme of things they are only designed they are only designed to kind of haunt you and keep you in a very confined tight lockdown uh episode of just depression just just sadness and like i said they can perform something called uh, the, the dementors kiss which literally sucks you and drains you so to the point that it sucks the life out of you literally and you know i don't know about you guys but really really bad depressive episodes i mean it can get you to that point this isn't depression in a nutshell. And, I, you know, and I understand that that may sound a little wonky. And it's like, well, why does she keep... But I, I, I'm telling you, when you can put a, a name on something, when you can put a name on something, when you can label it and say, okay, I'm I'm angry and that's setting off, you know, my... But, but what... But for anger, what is it? Is it is it irritability? Is it, you know, am I... You, you know, am I feeling paranoid? What is it that's setting this off so bad that I'm starting to get a tunnel vision and I can't think of anything else? It's definitely a key component in how it functions. So I say name your Dementor because it is important to find out what exactly is triggering for you. Um, just as in the movie, because when you can, when you can list it and when you know this is what it is that's happening and this is what it is that you know this is bringing up this memory which is bringing up this memory which is bringing up this memory something that happened to me 15 years ago I should be over it I'm not even when you begin talking about tackling depression as with anything else it's it's so big and it encompasses so much like it has such a wide range and it's not going to be the same for everybody and so that's why you have to figure out what it is for you and every what sets off here what emotion causes this and what emotion causes this because then you can find a way to kind of not necessarily block it but you can find a way to breathe through it so that it doesn't begin to spiral you down and you can find a way to say okay if i know this exactly thing is going to trigger this exact emotion now you can start coming up with some things to combat it and to get you going on about your way so um leading us into and to me folks that's confronting the pain so 
a question for you all who, you know, especially like my HP fans. Why do you think he who must not be named is such a popular phrase and is especially synonymous with something that is great and overwhelming fear? That right, the he who must not be named, the it who must not be named, the thing that must not be named um, is something that is so symbolic and so synonymous when it comes to dealing with issues of fear and when it comes to dealing with issues of just uh, overwhelming. It's like, it's it's too scary, I can't even name it. And then... Dude, it's so hot. Okay, here we go. Um... Because if you don't name it, not only can it continue to hold power over you as if it's some type of invisible enemy, if you don't name it, then you don't have to face it. It isn't real. The threat of it isn't real. You don't have to, again, do the scariest thing of all, which is face your pain. Um, and But what you realize is that, you know, when you name and when you face your pain, you can discover the root of it. And then you can begin taking the proper measures to heal it. So case in point, going back to the reference of um, Professor Lupin and the Bogart, one of the things, my HP fans know this, if you don't know it, it's fine. So one of the things that he teaches them is ridiculous. He says ridiculous. Like Neville put his put, put Professor Snape, who was terrified, in his grandmother's clothing. And that kind of eased it a little bit right and then he was able to go ridiculous and then there was another girl who walked up in her greatest fear her bogart was a spider spiders were very triggering for her to be honest i think spiders are very triggering for everybody <laughs> like just gonna be honest but um even when you see that she uh then imagines her spider on roller skates and she's able to call that ridiculous so you know what i mean is is that once you figure out exactly what it is that you're dealing with, you can discover the root of it and then you can begin to, it's kind of like almost processing it guys in a, in a way of saying, okay, now that I'm on the other end of this episode or, or now that I won't go down into this episode, I can start to see which parts of it are actually true, like which parts of it happened. But then you can also begin to see, is there a different dimension of this is there a different um is there another way like is there a different perspective once you're able once you've been able to say okay here's a chain and here's a trigger and this is what's been going on like this is what's happening to me right now you can start putting it into perspective what sometimes I mean I don't know about you but sometimes we can let small things that really aren't that big of a deal completely send us into such an opposite tight tense sadden everything is over for me I'm never going to be like it's it's shocking and scary almost how many of these small things we can let just completely take us out of character or send us into that depressive episode and what I'm saying is those are the things that you can say ridiculous to it's ridiculous that I feel this way. I'm not, that's that's a lie. You call it what it is. That's a lie. I'm not always alone and I'm not always isolated. 
there's something else going on here. And if it is the case, then let me continue to work on myself so that I can get to the best me that I'm going to be because it's not always going to be like that. It's not always going. You can take a deep breath, stop yourself from that spiral and say, okay, I'm coming at myself from a place of love. Maybe people don't want me around and maybe I'm always isolated because it's something to do with me. But the reason why I feel this way is because early on in my childhood or early on in my whatever, or if you're going through it now, somebody that I trusted, somebody that I thought I could trust, somebody that meant the world to me, either, God forbid, left me or hurt me in an unimaginable way. And now I just can't deal and, it, and the pain is too much to dig through. It's too much to, to dig deep and to figure out and, 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 and to really analyze and say, why did this happen? What do I, so I'm just going to cut everybody off and I'm going to be bitter and I'm going to isolate myself. Or, or every interaction that you do have from that, I'm just talking about isolation, but I think this could be used across the board for whatever it is that you're going through. Or every time that I do interact with somebody new, I'm always going to look at them through those lens. It's a separate topic, it's a separate podcast, but the point is, is right, so I'm, I'm throwing all this at you guys because, again, trying to drive the point home, when you can stop those small things, you gotta find a way to call that out for what it is ridiculous, and you can only do that, in my opinion, when you know what the feeling is that it's going to trigger, and when you are coming at it from a place of love, and you're coming at it from a place of we're gonna take a deep breath, we're not going down this toxic spiral today, we're gonna figure out what it is about us that set it off, what about this set us off, where is this coming from? Where did this stem from? And then we're going to look at it from another perspective and figure out what it is. And we're going to say it's ridiculous. Right? Because, and again, I know that this is much easier said than done. I mean, believe me, I know this isn't, I know, I'm in no way, shape or form. Like I said, am I trying to simplify things or oversimplify things? I know when you get into those episodes and that's why I said facing your pain is the scariest, scariest dementor of all, because sometimes it does hurt so bad and it is unbearable and it feels like you can't breathe. And so it's easier said than done. And I know some of you may be like, but Asia, I don't even know how to get there. How do I start coming at my place, coming at myself from a place of love? I, like you're like I just you're like I'm, I'm I'm just trying to get there how can I how can I love myself and I and it's like staring at uh at your dementor staring at that pain it can be like staring death in the face I mean it could be like mind-numbing and torturous it's kind of like thinking of bandaging up a hole in your chest cavity right it's like oh my gosh out right like I mean just saying that like I felt like my heart clenched it is it's like literally bandaging up a hole in your chest cavity right and think about that think about somebody who literally has a hole in their chest go with me here like in another realm but think it's crazy but just think think of somebody with walking around with a hole in their chest a legit like blast hole in their chest and you know they found out but you know as long as I bandage it up and put a band-aid over it I'm going out of the realm of sense I'm not talking about surgery I'm not talking about any medical form whatsoever I'm just using a crazy example of like think of somebody that literally is walking around because that's what it feels like 
That's what it feels like when you let when we let these toxic thoughts and let this toxic anxiety when we let it fester in and set in so deep. But that's exactly what it feels like. It feels like you're walking around with a big hole in your chest cavity and you're like, but I just found a way to bandage it up. I'm just going to get some gauze and I'm going to get some neosporin and I'm just going to keep slaving this over it and I'm going to keep bandaging up and I'm going to that's no way to live. Right. There's there's nobody wants to live like that i would hope so nobody wants to live like that so you know here's the thing guys it is hard and it is difficult and it does take time and it does take work and and sometimes it can feel like you've been doing the work if you've been in therapy if you've been with a therapist sometimes you know that's another point that i want to address you feel like you've been doing the work for months and months and months and you're so you're either like i don't know how to get there or you're like i'm trying to get there and i've been trying to get there and i feel like nothing's working i feel like i've barely scratched the surface i've been doing this work for a year i've been talking with my therapist for a year three years i've been journaling for three years and four years when's it gonna kick in right and because of the consistency of the practice and because of the consistency of doing the work the stronger it becomes those muscle becomes the easier begin to activate and engage it all begins to help you it all begins to help you and it begins to stem from you and it begins to be you're able to utilize it a lot more well hello our brain is a muscle in fact our brain is the muscle so wouldn't it make sense to continue to build up a build up that muscle with as much as peace and healing you know as we can muster well in the same harry potter had been practicing as much as possible with professor lupin when he was in isolation he sought out professor lupin and they began working together because harry had a different purpose and this is kind of a this is you know again this is something that i plan on discussing on but sometimes not in isolation out of fear but isolation in peace self-reflection self-discovery it's part of what i push so hard on this podcast it's so vital and so important to our well-beings all you have is you at the end of the day when you are going through periods of of isolation when you are going through periods of feeling like alone that is a time Maybe that's a time, especially when you have a different purpose and when you have something else set aside for you and for yourself, for you to figure out what is it that I need to do and and continue to work on yourself so that you can be able to move into that purpose, right? Harry Potter was just not an ordinary kid. You know, if he was messing around with Ron and Hermione all the time and and never had to go through periods of isolation if harry never had to how was he ever going to know to trust himself how is he ever going to be able to learn the tools that he needed to be able to defeat voldemort in the end and the truth of the matter is is that harry was never alone harry was never alone think about it he had ron and hermione he had the Weasleys that took him in. Then he reconnected with Sirius Black. Harry had a lot of people. He had Hagrid. He had Dumbledore. Uh, towards the end, he had Snape. Shocker. I mean, that's debatable that he kind of had Snape. But the point is, is that people came to his aid. Harry was never just alone, you know. But the expecto patronum, the thing to actually defeat a, a physical dementor in front of you, Harry only learned that. And then Harry was able to go and teach that up to his comrades when they were gearing up in order of the phoenix but harry was the only one that learned it so one of the things that is a key utilized in in powering up and expect a patronum 
access a happy moment that powers up that whatever the animal is that's going to be right because that's a super cool thing about an expected patronum is that you don't get to pick the way it manifests but you can pick the way the actual memory that you can use to, to power up well in the same i want you guys to start practicing not necessarily finding a happy memory but it's almost like not even practicing like affirmations but it's more like practicing positivity to help change your perspective on things it forces you to find the positiveness the positivity of yourself the things that bring you peace the things that bring you hope the things that bring you joy whatever it is it forces you to find that so that you can be the best you so in the same when i say i want you to think about that happy memory it can be a physical happy memory one of the main dangers of depression and anxiety and these issues is like it does get to a point where it can become so overwhelming especially living in today's current time where we have so much going on i mean i told a friend yesterday i was like it feels like the year 2020 like we just been on a boss level fight since january the first like and i love video games i'm a big video gamer and it's like i have been on the hardest level <laughs> and i have been on the biggest boss level fight since january 1st right and take a deep breath and if it's not in the morning if it's at night if it's in the middle of the day whenever you need to do it take a deep breath take a step out of all of that negativity that dark cloud that's been hanging over you breathe and force yourself find that list tick off just a few things y'all like literally just things that you just just quick frames of references right about how do i how do i find peace today how do i find joy what am i grateful for just to kind of throw in the point of our happiness and our joy and our peace it can't come from other people and i think that's another whole component to this depressive thing and this anxiety it cannot come from others guy who we are as a people and who you are as a person if you want to sustain yourself over time in terms of peace and mindfulness your joy and your self-worth and your value it cannot come from other people number one powering up your expected patronum begin practicing that positivity the next thing on the side of it and this is and these are for those of us that are the are that are kind of on the other side right so you've done the work you feel like it's set in you feel like you've now done all that you can do to kind of power yourself up and get yourself up to boot now what i want you to do is is i want you to there's a thing of where and, and again maybe your therapists have spoken to this but there's a thing of sort of kind of stopping the blame right and and promoting acts of surrender and what i mean by that is when i say um surrender i mean it's it's surrendering and shedding those negative feelings off of you in um just away like it's kind of like i'm done I'm surrendering this. I'm letting it go. A good friend of mine, what she did at the top of the new year was that she 
and her friend got together at their like at their New Year's Eve uh, kind of party, and sh- they wrote down things from 2019 and things in in general that they just wanted to shed and things that they wanted to get rid of. And she says that they burned it. I mean, by all means, please be safe with this. Don't burn anything in your house. But it's like they just took these strips of paper and they wrote down all the things, the negative things, the things that still kind of been holding on to. Because again, like I said, it's a journey. And it's a process this isn't going to be an overnight thing and when you feel like the work isn't working I'm telling you it's working but we live with ourselves and we have to grow with ourselves and we have to grow with ourselves as the people that we become right so no it's not going to happen overnight but keep doing the work but the things that she had worked through for the year of 2019 and the negative things that that were still trying to come against her and that she still felt like were impacting her in such a way she wrote it down and then she burned it and she said it was such a cleansing and freeing feeling because I am making the choice to surrender it. I am making the choice to let it go. It's no difference than forgiveness. And for me, as I said, as I said before, I'm a person of faith. So when I speak of surrendering, I talk about surrendering to something higher than me. If you are not find whatever it is that works for you, some type of something container, whatever it is that will help you surrender and get rid of those whatever feelings that you feel is holding you back this is once you've done the work and this is once you feel like you're in a comfortable place to be able to judge what works for you for yourself right and you've been dealing with your peace and positivity and you've been noticing the pain and you've been doing a good job of handling your episodes and your triggers you can say okay now it's time for me to let this go i am shedding this feeling of isolation i am shedding i am surrendering this feeling of i'm always going to be alone and no one's ever going to love me and no one's ever going to care about me i'm shedding that because i know number one I love myself. I know, number one, that I am valuable. I know I am worthy. I know I am loved. I am worthy to be here. Surrender it. And then we're going to stop placing the blame. Because another thing that I found, and, and it goes back to the Harry Potter situation. Harry was... He Harry had because he was told false information or this this false narrative had been spun. He was placing the blame on Sirius, and he was sort of kind of, in a way, trying to not necessarily place blame on his father, but he was looking to another source to be the powerful source that would come and that would save them, and the one that would come and that would save him. And what he realizes is, is especially in the moment. He was able to be so powerful, or at least in my mind, in my opinion, one of the reasons that he was able to be so powerful and was able to to, to power up that large, I mean, incredibly large, like larger than life expecto patronum was because he was able to surrender that pain he had already talked with Sirius he had let it go and then he was and then he realized I have to stop looking back in the past my parents are gone you know, this loved one that was my life, this, this, uh, loved one that was, um, everything to me, they're gone. I can't keep looking back to the pain of that. I can move forward in their memory and I can move forward in their spirit and I can power up something and use it, use it. His happy memory was still of his parents, but that's the key where it was happy guys. It came from a a place of positivity and peace. It didn't come from the pain of his parents being ripped away from him. It came from 
the moment of knowing who his parents really were, of knowing who his father was, that's what helped him. And the practice in isolation and doing the work, that's what helped him power up his expected patronum. The same thing is going to be needed of us. If we if you want to power up your expected patronum and figure out exactly what it is that you that it is that is that is triggering you find out what that emotion is do the pain do the work practice the positivity figure out what it is that the positivity is for you like i said find out what that positive element is for you and your life find it practice it every day and then know the work is working if you've been doing the work or if you are beginning to do the work it's going to work you're building up your muscle build up your brain guys Build up the positive response because I'm telling you, the greatest feeling in the world, one of the greatest feelings in the world is when something does trigger, right? When something does trigger an episode and uh, that loving part of you is able to pop up and go, no, 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 we're not doing this today. I know what this is. I know what you are. I know how you're trying to make me feel. Nope, not doing it today. Not going down that path today. I've done that. I've been there. I'm moving forward. I need to stop harboring it, right? I'm done. I'm over it. I've surrendered it. And I'm going to stop. I'm going to look at myself. I'm going to look at the situation from a place of love. And, and I know in no way, shape, or form that I deserve what you did to me. But you know what? I'm no longer going to let you have that power over me. That's what I mean when I say stop placing the blame. And in closing, what better way to celebrate than to have your very own Expecto Patronum, right? So um, really quick, I love Lush. I worked there for a short time. I'm obsessed with Lush. I love, love, love. I love Lush. I love Lush. I can't say it enough. I love Lush like how I love Game of Thrones. Like Lush is my entire life. If I had all the money in the world, I swear, like I would budget out a Lush budget. That's how much I love Lush. Oh my goodness, they're absolutely amazing and they're so inclusive and all and they're all about this stuff. They're all about positivity and like just like doing things from like the earth and like just making you feel so wonderful and loved about yourself and it's such oh I, I love Lush to death. Anyway, so um if you're not familiar, if you are familiar, if you're a Lush fanatic like me, you know that they do the infamous thing called the bath bombs. Um if you haven't seen this before, look them up on YouTube. They're super fun. But hopefully you've done one or two yourself. I absolutely love, love, love treating myself to a bath bomb. It it, it is a it is a moment. Do you hear me? It is a production. Treating myself to a bath bomb. Oh my gosh. It's the greatest thing in the world. And so I thought this is so cool. I haven't tried this out for myself yet. So, you know, please, um, you know, use caution, you know, figure, I mean, it's not going to, you know what I mean? But what I just mean is I haven't tried these physical ingredients myself, but I thought what a cool and fun way to kind of get us out of that funk and what a cool kind of way to have something physical to hold and have an actual physical, tangible thing as in terms of an expected Patronum that smells good and that can help you out, especially in the bath. I hope that you guys were able to get something out of this. I'm telling you guys, we can do this. You can defeat your Dementor. Know that you're not alone. Know that you're not alone. You are not alone. We're all here in it with you. So many of us are facing this today. So many of us keep facing it or else it wouldn't still be and talked about to this length. The good thing, at least in the present time of 2020 and 2019 and really and and truthfully in the past recent years is that now it's starting to become more of a fundamental discussion. So there are so many tools and resources out here. Hope something I said in here helps. 
depression as a whole it's a very 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 big topic it's a lot of different ways that you can come in and so I just wanted to give us some some practical things that we could do in this episode um, today go uh, have a wonderful week um, you know know your Black Monday tribe is with you I'm gonna link the email you know if you need anything hit me up be on the lookout for the website it's coming and uh, I'll talk to you guys next time